0: You are now listening to episode 71 of Doc Fermento discovers the world. My name is Brian Davis, and this is my show. Today I'm talking with Matt Johnson, and it was supposed to just be a conversation between, you know, two Twitter pals. Uh, but then when I, when I turn the microphone on and put it in front of my face, then I go, my brain changes, and I go into interview mode. So. I still sound like a poor interviewer and um, not the most exceptional conversationalist, so bear with me. Um, So back to Matt. Matt Johnson is a coffee fiend, pro wrestling fan, and perpetual dilettante, masquerading as autodidact. His particular areas of semi-focused dabbling include fitness, cooking and nutrition, and existentialist psychology, many wonderful things. Matt and I started talking and recorded this episode, and we were not really sure what to do with it, so we decided to um, just launch it on my podcast. We plan to do a few more, and we'll see what we do with them. Maybe we'll produce a few more episodes of this show. Perhaps we'll create a brand new show, but we'll let you know. Uh, By the way, uh, the website for this show is askbrian.com, and it is episode 71 if you're looking for it on the web, or you need some show notes or whatever. There's a few links to some books we mentioned, and at the very end of this episode I uh, threw in just a little, little bit of some music from a friend of mine. John Wallace, and uh, I have a link there to some of his other music on SoundCloud. Um, this is about the twenty-eighth take uh, to record this intro, and then my mic failed, and then so problem after problem, of course, because I I don't I'm not a professional. <laughs> So, I really appreciate you listening, and I hope you enjoy this. It's uh, my conversation with Matt Johnson. Until next time, bye. Standing up, and I have the microphone kind of like above, at or above my mouth. I I kind of feel like I'm (laughs) Lemmy, screaming into the Motorhead microphone.
1: Nice. Uh, Did you did you put some like prosthetic? uh, Um, What do you call those birthmarks? uh, No, that's what I I need. Is a big
0: giant mole. Yeah, exactly. And like ten (laughs) thousand. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, groupies.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, we're already
1: in trouble. Yeah, so there we yeah.
0: go. Well, editing has begun.
1: Yeah. <laughs> perfect, perfect. So um, so do you have uh, anything on the agenda that you think we should talk about? I mean, there's there's this little big crazy world out there.
0: I, I tried not to think about it at all. Um, okay. And I made no notes. I'm not using any notepad or anything. But... Um, I don't know, just some of the recent things we've been talking about, I guess.
1: Sure, um, sure.
0: Maybe even starting with uh, Jordan Peterson. Is that his name? Right.
1: Uh, yeah, that's his name. Doc- Dr. Jordan B. Peterson.
0: I had never even heard of him until um, someone said to listen to him on um, Joe Rogan's podcast. Right, and right. I think, um, and also, I think yeah. every single podcast says joe rogan's podcast they always say that in every podcast
1: yeah it's true it, it, he's sort of like the uh, i've noticed that too like he's like the touchstone believe it or not like of all the entire podcasting world sort of revolves around joe joe rogan somehow oh yeah um, for sure yeah and it's weird because i i actually am not a huge fan of Joe Rogan's podcast, like I mean, I've listened a couple times here and there, depending on who the guest is. I rarely sit through a whole episode. Um, and I actually checked out that episode because Jordan Peterson was on it. Um, and uh, I actually, I actually came away with it from it with a little bit more respect for Rogan as an interviewer too. Um, but I thought it was an interesting, uh, interesting thing. Uh, how did you, um, how did you get referred to, to checking it out? It was, um,
0: uh, carnivore gal on Twitter. Okay. She said, you know, listen to this and get your life in order or whatever. However, he said it in that, uh, it was one of his memes about organizing your life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And so I checked it out, I, and which is a funny coincidence because I had just recently asked, um, Folks, to tell me like what's a good podcast to listen to, uh-huh. and you know, I said, and don't and don't say Joe Rogan because <laughs> I, I, you don't. Please, just don't say that. And then, right, everyone's like, you always ask, but then you have all these rules and stipulations. <laughs> 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 yeah, I know. I'm, yeah, I'm the guy that doesn't want to be helped.
1: <clears throat> right, right, right. So, yeah, well, it,
0: at that same time, then uh, she mentioned that episode i checked it out and i found that it actually got really good at the end it -hmm. was was the best part
1: oh yeah yeah i agree i agree 100 percent um and because you know and and you hadn't really heard of him before that um but obviously his current controversy has sort of rocketed him uh to a higher degree of visibility um and i guess you know i that. that is what it is uh It's almost a shame in a way. It's like, um, you know, the guy just, as far as I'm concerned, he has so much to offer um, that there's a... It's a a little weird that this is the issue that somehow became his... his, um, His kind of being thrust into a larger audience, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. And that issue is...
1: Oh, yes, because we're on a podcast. We should be talking for the benefits of our listeners, shouldn't we? Yeah, you have Um, to speak
0: to the audience. Or you could, yeah, the audience is a fiction, and and yet mm -hmm. they would at least need to know what it is we're referring to.
1: Yeah, yeah, that seems like a a reasonable request from our fictional audience. Um, Yeah, so we were talking about the fact that uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson has attracted some um, attention recently for going on the record uh, in opposition to a proposed legislation in Canada called Bill C-16 that um, makes changes to the criminal code, I believe, to uh, add uh, certain classes of hate speech, uh, including, um, or I guess it adds um, gender identity and gender expression as protected classes, and there's some, um, in Dr. Peterson's opinion, fuzzy verbiage surrounding um what people are expected to say uh, to be in compliance with this uh, and what could constitute hate speech and he's he's raised some objections, and there's been some uh, quite a bit of controversy both in the United States and in Canada uh, following this
0: yeah so you what we have here is um legislation um, regarding um, communication with, with other people at a much faster clip than, say, our evolutionary, you know, the evolutionary grammar change. The, our, right. our language's natural ability to change over time, and instead they just in, insert some legislation. Um, so even if I didn't have an opinion, whether it was right or wrong, it just seems um, it's a little quick. You know, it's a little right. bit too fast to to legislate what people can say, and well, you shouldn't be able to do that, anyways. So,
1: yeah, and, and and I think more to the point, legislating what people can say is is one thing, and that that's risky enough. But legislating what people have to say, um, because there's definitely there's definitely a, a viewpoint kind of written into that. Um legislation. there's more than one viewpoint uh, that's written into that legislation about what people should say. Um, and it's one thing to and it's dangerous enough to tell people what they shouldn't say.
0: So now um, this is but it's this is compelling or commanding someone to say something
1: specific. right. whether they agree with it or not, um, or whether they whether it supports their own particular view of the world, right or wrong, um, having the arm of the state, kind of involved in that is, is very risky. Yeah,
0: yeah they, they they just they reinvented Newspeak and made it even more compellingly evil.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right, because it wasn't evil enough the first time around, right?
0: Yeah, it was just an idea, you know? Um, it was just in a book, you know? It's real and even, even more bizarre than predicted.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, that is... Um... Yeah, that is that is sort of an interesting thing. Um, we're seeing now a lot of these. This is actually another thing that I've gotten from 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 Jordan Peterson's work, and I, I kind of um, done thinking about some of this, you know because he he kind of sends you off into these lines of thought to pursue and and um, you know he's talked a lot about how um, Nietzsche and Dostoevsky. Um, when they were sort of, like, working on their central concerns, they predicted a lot of the, as far as he's concerned, predicted, or, or almost, I think he's used the word prophesied in some ways, um, some of the things that, some of the terrible things that happened in the 20th century, um, you know, following the, the Russian Revolution and the rise of Nazi Germany. And uh, I, so I've I've started to kind of, like, notice that sort of, you know, kind of keep my eye on other people who I feel like have kind of evidenced that sort of prophetic streak, um, and obviously Orwell, you know, and uh, Aldous Huxley, or our top contenders there. Um, I also think we're sort of seeing a lot of the kind of concerns that Philip K. Dick was was sort of uh, thinking about and worrying about in the '60s and '70s are are all sort of coming along at the, at the time, right about the time that he expected to see them, you know, and you, you know, you walk out of your house and you're like, oh yes, this is the cyberpunk dystopia we were warned about. You
0: know? Right. Right. Yeah. The idea uh, you often read in Dick also is, uh, one day you, you realize everyone else is an alien or you are the alien. (laughs) Or <laughs> you know, it's right. it's some drug habit you have that uh, reveals that it's you know you're basically an infected alien or something. Um, and well, then he, and then also he, his yeah. huge stance—it just throughout all, all his books is an anti-fascist novelist. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, and it, it, I think the thing, and I think kind of to what you're saying that I see is like by the time you wake up. Like, you're surrounded. <laughs> you know? Oh, it's over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, you a, know?
0: And, the moment and, of and, awakening is, that's, it's, that's the end of the story. Right, right. Yeah. And there's, and, uh, no, there's no hero. There's no, there's no arc. <laughs> you know? Right? Uh, this character has no arc. It's just, uh, it, it's great because it breaks, it, it breaks the mold of uh, the
1: classic stories yeah yeah he was he was a he's a he's a great great writer um and i and I think a great thinker too i think he you know he was probably driven a little 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 crazy by some of this stuff but that seems to be fairly common um
0: I think his craziness was uh built in uh, and then his drug use and the quality of his life um, helped fuel oh, yeah. and perpetuate this this antagonizing view of the world. This, this pain. Right.
1: well, yeah, and, and you never know, I guess, how much of that is like how much those two things are sort of participating in a dance where they're they're driving each other, you know.
0: Sure, of course.
1: So, um, so yeah, uh, that's uh, that's our pessimistic take on this uh, on 2017 here. Um, But, I think also, um, one of the things that I have really appreciated about Jordan Peterson is, um, and this is going back before all of this, this controversy came out, um, you know, I think he's worth listening to because I think he does a really good job of taking very, very high-level, very, very abstract concepts, um and then always anchoring them to okay but what do you do about this right now in your own life You know, what, how does this change how you like load and unload the dishwasher or go to the grocery store or talk to your, your wife or your girlfriend or your husband or, your, or whatever um, and uh, I think one of the, the dangers in a society like we seem to be emerging into is that you know, everybody's kinda of waking up looking around saying, like, holy shit, like, what is going on here? And I think there's a there's a natural tendency to just go, Well, this is completely out of control. Um I can't be the hero in this story, kinda of like you were saying. And uh <laughs> no, I guess we just, you know you know, go and uh whatever hide hide in the basement or or just you know just keep kind of going along with things as 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 much as they can um and i think that that sort of like personal personal surrender to powerlessness which you know um i guess i'll i'll go ahead and say that is extremely intoxicating and tempting to me personally like that is, you know, if I have to look back on my life and, and think about, you know, what are what are the kind of things that can undo me. Like the idea like, oh well, we're fucked. There's <laughs> nothing I can do about this. Mm-hmm. That's a very that's a very um, you know, that it's kinda got its own siren song to it. Um, so I think that a lot of the stuff that Dr. Peterson kinda puts out in his lectures and and, and, and so forth, um, kind of serves as a little bit of an antidote to that, at least I found. Um to kind of help me sort of say, Okay, well, you know, there's always something I can do. It's kind of that like Victor Frankel idea. Like I can sort of change how my attitude is about this. And maybe, you know, it's not just like, oh, I'm changing my attitude and isn't that great. It's it's you know, that can be kind of manifested in in act, actions and words and deeds that, you know, mm-hmm. who knows how 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 valuable they can end up being.
0: Yeah, the, he mentions Rumsfeld's famous known knowns, known unknowns, yes. unknown unknowns. Um, so you have your known knowns, and you, know, you have your life, your family. And uh, he does, he, he really does a really great job of coaching you through that. Um, about how to just manage your daily, and then to move forward from there. And then what I found most compelling was his um, self-authoring program. Mm-hmm. And what I really found most fascinating about it was that it starts with a past program about dealing with your past in order to get to today, mm-hmm. to, in order to even just get to zero, is dealing with all the past demons. And it's great because it that completely ties in with so much that I've read in the past, whether it be um, NLP Uh, neuro Mm -hmm. linguistic programming, um, or GTD getting things done Mm -hmm. a lot. That's, it's all kind of connected. They all, they all say the exact same things. Um, so it's, I love it when things come together and it like builds like a, a really well laid out, uh, stepping stone path.
1: Right. Right. I, I think one of the things that I like too, is that it sort of gives you a framework for, um, slotting how new information fits in with what you already know. Um, and that's, that's just another example of it. Uh, you know, that's all those sort of like technical things. I I think for me, like, have you, have you ever heard of, um, constructive living or Merida therapy? No. Okay. Um, so that was a thing that I had kind of, um, I went through a pretty, uh, drastic life change about 10 years ago and i've always been sort of an anxiety-ridden person um but uh i had come across this 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 um set of principles that were based on the work of this uh, japanese psycho-, psycho psychoanalyst named marita and he was kind of coming from a zen framework where he he sort of concentrated on you know there's some similarities with like from what I understand of like cognitive behavioral therapy and some, there's some overlap there, but the idea is like focusing on what you can actually do right now. Like, don't worry about how you feel about it or any of that stuff, but like, you know, what can you actually do right now? You know, and, and not so much worried about your feelings and your thoughts and all the kind of take things that you can tangle up with. And, um, I did find that very helpful for a while to kind of put, put that into, into, um, into practice, and I still sort of, um, I think it's a very helpful thing when you start to kind of get a little overwhelmed, uh, to be able to do that. Um, I appreciated kind of learning a little bit more about, um, some of the stuff that Dr. Peterson puts out, because I do think there is kind of a place, like you were saying, to sort of, to understand your underlying motivations, to understand your history, um, you know, if there are things that are still bothering you in the past, it's because you haven't—you still haven't figured out what to do about them—and you're just delaying that—that that figuring out. And they're, yeah, they're, yeah. And I, they bothering.
0: I guarantee those things are there. I mean, if right. they're if they're not there, I what the hell kind of person are you? I, I have no idea, but th- there there's something there. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, what was I? Th- Thinking of um, dealing with past, past pain. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's an idea from um, the Getting Things Done program. Are you familiar with that?
1: Um, Not in great detail, but I kind of know a little bit about it.
0: Yeah. Basically, he says uh, one thing is, here's an example. I think I'm pretty much uh, loosely taking it straight from the program is let's say you have a refrigerator in your garage and Mm -hmm. you've needed to get rid of that thing for a long time. And you know, all you have to do is just get rid of the refrigerator and you walk by it every day and it pings you. It literally pings your conscious mind. Every time you see the thing (laughs) and it's a pain, it's, it's a pain on you Uh and you can't just move the refrigerator for one. It most likely takes two people it most likely takes a truck. You probably Uh have other stuff in the way of it. So there's this whole shit pile of stuff involved in this simple task. And his other point is that anything that's pinging you, it's in your subconscious mind, and it pings you forever. Right. The subconscious mind has no concept of time. Even if you were to say to yourself, I'm not going to deal with that refrigerator for six months. The next day you walk out and see it, ping, you're, mm-hmm. you're screwed. It, it, it just hit you again. You can't actually put that forward in your mind. The subconscious mind has no uh, time. And then that's very serious if you have past trauma that you haven't dealt with. Say you had a child that died in your car or something, you know, right, uh, that right. you're aware of. And you never really properly put that in its place then any time that memory comes up, it's as if it just happened. Mm. Minus just a little bit, but still horrific. So you really got to put these past pains or even this stupid refrigerator in in its place.
1: Yeah, you know, I I hadn't heard that story um, before, uh, the getting things done story, but that is really... um... That is a really good illustration of it. have Have you heard um, Have you heard Doctor Peterson's uh, Jordan Peterson's uh, recounting of the the Little Dragon story? Have you heard that one?
0: Oh, it is so fantastic. Although it takes him about three hours to tell a four minute story, <laughs> right? But, <clears throat> you know,
1: but, but I think it's great.
0: <laughs> the first time around, I'm like, "Oh, dude, just tell the story." But then, upon reflection, I'm like, "You know what? All, everything he added." it was there for a reason he has a lot right. to tell and <laughs> he's really trying to weave everything into this story to help guide you forward mhm but and, that uh, dragon no, story is fantastic yeah
1: yeah it's um so it's uh, it's called there's no such thing as a dragon and i unfortunately cannot remember the author's name off the top of my head um but it's yeah it's a fantastic story even if you just read it without um without Jordan Peterson's uh, interlocutions with it. Although they're I think, they're he, I think he was
0: claiming it's one of the oldest fables or tales.
1: Yeah, I, I maybe think not he's, in that
0: form, but that story. That,
1: right, I that think he's kind of story. Right. I think he's relating it to um the Enuma Elish, the uh the Sumerian story with Marduk and kind of confronting a, a you know, a dragon type thing and, and mm-hmm acknowledging that it is there and, and that how that sort of, you know, casts a net on it. I, I think that, I think so. I, I think, um, I think that's the, the parallel, but yeah, that's, that's a very, very, very old story. <laughs> um, the thing that I think is fascinating is, you know, I wonder, um, you know, cause that story was written in the seventies, I think. Um, so that guy may have been, you know, reading Carl Jung and Joseph Campbell and done that on purpose, but maybe not, you know, like, I don't know the story. Uh, and I wonder if that just kind of came up into his imagination or, or right. how that. Yeah.
0: Happened, you know? it's the same thing could be said for JK Rowling. Like how much had she read, uh, you know, where where, right. did, where did the Harry Potter stories come from? And not just that the stories, but why are they so great? I mean, they're fantastically historically I mean they they use every meme every throughout history you know
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. yeah and, and that's a, that's been a that's another thing that I've really kind of gotten a kick out of um since I so I got turned on to Jordan Peterson about a year and a half ago maybe yeah a little over that and um and again I was I was going through another kind of tough time at the time and um the uh, and so but I just kind of randomly clicked on it. like somebody put a link on Facebook and it's like, OK, I'll check this out. I like this kind of stuff. Um And I listened to him tell that three hour dragon story. And I really kind of <laughs> I was like, OK, yeah, there's something to this. And I ended up watching like all of his 2015 Maps of Me in class. And um but but the thing that I, you know, like and it helped a lot there, uh, you know, I won't go into all the details really, but it it helped me a lot. Um, But uh, one of the things I thought has been kind of a fun little side effect is like now when I watch any kind of movie that has any of that sort of content in it, it's just like, I just nerd out so much.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because you're connecting dots, linking things like, Oh, you're getting a deeper meaning from even the most simple, you know, simple structures.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and you know, some some do that better than others. You know, I, I went back and watched The Lion King and was just kind of, like, blown away. I was like, wow, I didn't realize all this stuff was here. Uh, but I even, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I went and watched, my friend uh, wanted me to go see this um, Assassin's Creed movie, a video game movie, and I'm not really much of a gamer and, and you know, whatever. Um, and it wasn't, like, an incredible movie or anything, but I... Uh, yeah, I was like picking up on all this little. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a a Jungian shadow idea I wouldn't have thought of before. You know, and it's just it, it just made it a little more fun. So, so thanks, Doctor Peterson, for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I um, funny of all the things I've read, uh, I've never read any Jung. I I don't I know nothing except for that the fact that everyone mentions him. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, So he's on my list I don't know where to
1: start I um I haven't read a lot of Young But I've read um You know what I actually really liked was his um He has like an autobiography Although it's very Very different than the conventional Autobiography because It's more like his Psychological And professional autobiography Um and he just ignores like huge swaths of his life, <laughs> telling, telling these two, you know, like his psychological development and what was going on in his work. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's called uh, "Memories, Dreams, and Reflections," and, uh, and I actually found it very—it uh, was—it was very readable. Um, and so I think it kind of gave me a little bit. So I've toyed around with reading some of his other stuff, which is a lot more dense and, and you know, full of all this. More technical stuff and these weird diversions about alchemy and whatever. Um, but having read the the autobiography, um, I think it helped me kind of make a little bit more sense some of the other stuff. So um, I don't know. I'm yeah. hardly a Jung yeah. expert, but that would be I, I would say check that out.
0: I will. I'll start there and see where I see where it leads.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was uh, before. It wasn't, I guess, just this past year, maybe six months ago, I I don't know why. I started reading Dostoevsky, and I don't know why. I just, I never had before, mm-hmm. and um, I wasn't reading it. I was listening to it. I, I listened to all my books, basically. Um, okay. I get them from the library and or Audible, and um, so I went through three or four of his books, and what I was shocked I guess uh, surprised by is that I loved it so much that I was surprised that other people had loved it. <laughs> like <laughs> it's, right? it is so bizarre. Like the, the character in crime and punishment, he, he's so deplorable really. Um, he, he thinks he's Nietzsche's Uberman, Superman in Superman. Um, and he, I don't know. I like, I wanted to kill him for killing the old lady. And then I was <laughs> right. like, what, I, I could kill that old lady too. Fuck it. What do I care? You know, and then, right. so, but I was like, wait, like, f- how long ago was this written? And it's still around and people love this? It kind of blows my mind. Like, that, I don't know. I felt like it was written for m- me. Like, it's so dark and perfect that it fit my brain. Right. I can't believe other people love this too.
1: Well, you know, that's kind of a weird thing, too, um, you know, from some of this this exploration, I, I've kind of, you know, I've been sort of like studying myself a little bit, you know, as, as you do. And I guess I've, and I and I think you are probably like this, too, just my sense of this, that we probably have always been a little bit like that, both of us, Um, where we kind of just, you know, I can sit there and sort of watch my own brain doing crazy things and just say, well, let's. Fucking weird what okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I'm> Go into <laughs> observer mode lawyer you yeah parsing all out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and um but I've sort of started, you know, kind of maybe having a little bit more ground under my feet to, to make those observations and, and know that stuff. Um but I've been really fascinated by kind of two things, like how much I'm like other people in all these ways that I didn't realize before and how much they're like me and all these things that I thought I was uniquely odd and flawed and all these things with, and then all the other ways that I'm like, not at all like anybody else that I know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it, it's a, it's a weird kind of dichotomy, you know?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I remember reading a a blog on that, um, on Boing Boing one time, sometime long ago about Everyone thinks they're weird or unique Mm -hmm. or whatever, and you'll be shocked to discover, nah, not at all, (laughs) really. Right, right. (laughs) You have your own unique past, but um, just so much similarity between us. And then so when you see any any little thing that's different about someone, it just becomes this glaring difference, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Right, well...
1: It's not Well, necessary. what do they say that we have like seventy uh, percent of our genetic material is the same as a banana or something like that you know like <laughs> right. <You're> right, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so those it's those tiny little differences that like they seem enormous, you know even in human personality like there's kind of a standard human personality and we all, and there's some range and some variance there. Um, All the interesting stuff happens in the variance. So it makes you like forget that there's like a huge amount of, of similarity, you know? So.
0: Yeah. And then uh, it just depends on the community you're in. You'll just see different things if people, you know, you might want to just funnel and channel down 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 until you find people who believe and think and act exactly the way you you know your idolized self uh-huh. um, um and you can run yourself into trouble if you just have this like if you were to follow or friend everyone on social media uh you know it's just it seems like it's just all hell and chaos and everyone is totally batshit crazy and then right. there's just you. And then you're right. like, wait, wait, how do I fucking sort this? Yeah. You know? And then you could fall into the trap where you just end up talking to five people, you know?
1: Yeah. You mean either, you mean on social media or in real yeah, life? Yeah. Or, well, in real life, uh, yeah. I, I don't have, yeah.
0: even, I I might have five people in real life. I don't know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, I I feel like that's becoming a more, um, a standard, a more standard way of being in our, our culture now, um, for better or worse. I mean, I, I love social media, um, which is funny because oh, I
0: do too. Like I, I love it like hard liquor though. Yeah, <laughs> so, right? I mean, I, right. I'll get I'll get social media hangovers. You know, uh... I just go in and I just um I just lose myself. And then it was like the next day I'm like, Jesus, you know, Whoa, God, I better take a shower. I'm filthy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I was just thinking about this the other day. Um, because I saw, um, what's her name? The, uh, she's like this right wing, uh, I don't know. Kind of just, she gets on YouTube or whatever and she's a journalist now. I don't know. I think she was on, uh, the Daily Show a little while back, and everybody just loves to drag her, and and um, and I mean, you know, probably pretty rightly so, just based on a little I, I know mm-hmm. about her, you know, and um, but anyway, so like they they dug up these old tweets that she she had put out a few years ago, and this girl's only like in her early to mid twenties, so you know, tweets from a few years ago, she was just like it's
0: like a whole lifetime ago
1: yeah yeah exactly. Yeah, your was, mind
0: could radically change, and that
1: yeah they, they were just yeah. like drunk college girl tweets, you know,, mm-hmm. and everyone's like blasting them around and having a great old time with it, you know, and I was just sitting there thinking, like you know, I've been on Twitter now for like ten years, like I don't want them finding my tweets from when I was you know, yeah still still in my twenties and and you know drinking on Tuesday nights <laughs> you. know yeah, at one, at one o'clock in the morning, and then getting up and going to work like nothing had ever happened, which yeah, you know I would drunk never do tweeting
0: now. just like what are they drunk texting or whatever you call that for your you know your exes or whatever.
2: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Instead, you know, yeah. you just open up the social media and just throw out some blurbs,
1: right? <laughs> I, I, you know, I I shouldn't be saying this because people will now be digging through my through yeah. my uh, tweets to find the terror terrible stuff buried in there. But you I know.
0: use the uh, tweet delete, and it um, just <laughs> erases all my tweets. I every every week or every month or whatever, but it will only go back a few thousand. Oh, uh, and the I have like over one hundred thousand tweets.
1: Oh my god! Yeah. So the
0: rest are. They say, I was reading the tweet delete site, and they say basically their software can't find your old, anything older than that. They they just can't find it. So (laughs) you can't delete really old stuff unless you guess you went in manually and were patient and just scrolled through and self-deleted things. Oh, my God. it's, It's out there. And yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure the um, Library of Congress is backing up all of Twitter.
1: I've heard that, yeah.
0: So it's there, I guess.
1: It's there, yeah. And, um, and uh, in our current climate, we're going to have to figure out how to deal with all this stuff, I guess. But yeah.
0: Thankfully, I don't really care. I, d- I don't know why I got to bug up my ass to delete all my tweets. I just felt like I've just given away too much free fun. Yeah. yeah. And I wanted it back. I just wanted to take it back. It's like a greedy child, like a greedy toddler. I've shared too much. And I just want it back. And I don't mean like I overshared, I'm embarrassed. I just mean, I just want my shit back. So he right. just burned it. You
1: people are not worthy. You're not of worthy
0: of my <laughs> selfies of me in my various hairstyles. And <laughs> look at my beard my mohawk my skinned head my half shaved head my i'm wearing a kilt and like oh my god silly man
1: you
2: know.
1: <laughs> there's, there's a you have a kanye streak that i had not uh i hadn't thought uh that would make that connection there brian but i don't know anything about it. him you're you're lucky because yeah
0: is he the one is he yeezy or is that someone else I,
1: that that that's him yep Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't so, know
0: who's who, and uh, I, I know he's huge, but I don't know anything about him.
1: Yeah, he's uh, you know. T- no, I, I just think think the uh, that um, the parallel is the you know like putting out all the stuff, and then we have to kind of like retract it. You know, <laughs> like it's just it's too good. But I I, I yeah. can kind of understand.
0: Yeah, I used to get uh, embarrassed, and that was the reason. And then uh, th- that disappeared some time ago. And now it's just, like I said, I just wanted it to just go away. Um,
1: I think now the only thing I'm embarrassed about is how old and boring I've become. On this is so.
0: uh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It, absolutely. <laughs> Sometimes I'll tweet something, or I'll just, just, and I just, I'm like, oh my God. I have become this. I right. am <laughs> <have> become death.
2: <laughs> right. But I'm glad living
0: like zombie mode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, I don't know, I guess. But I, I still love it. I, I still think that there's a lot of there's a lot of weird stuff. Um, there's a lot of dangerous stuff with Twitter and with so- Facebook and especially Facebook um but even twitter has some some real downsides and dark sides but i still you know i honestly personally think it's kind of been a net positive for me um in a lot of ways uh i think and actually uh you know i think this kind of goes along with um some of what we're talking about with the self-authoring um i think it's been beneficial for me that process you know i don't know that i always do this and you know some of my tweets are just complete throwaways obviously as you know having followed me on twitter for a while um but you know you do sort of speak your thoughts out somewhat concisely um you try to have some point in what you're saying um you try to make enough sense of the issue that when you are when you have a bunch of stupid at replies that you have to deal with, that you're sort of prepared for what your, your argument is going to be. Um, and yeah, I honestly yeah, think that's kind of helped
0: if me single minded enough. If it, if it's not just some really broad stroke, then yeah. Yeah. You set yourself up for a hassle.
1: Right, right. Exactly. And so, you know, I think it's kind of helped me sort of organize, um, well, you know, organize my thoughts a little bit. Um, organize kind of like who, and and it's almost like you know you create like a persona, sort of, and people kind of look at that as a bad thing. You know, like oh, you're you're creating this this version of you that's not real, and you're putting this out for everybody on social media and everything. Yeah,
0: well, and maybe yeah, it's I'm, because you're trying to create your better
1: self. Right, right, yeah. and you know, and and I, and I think that I've personally seen some benefit to like kind of growing more into the guy I was pretending to be on Twitter 5 or 6 years ago you know uh, I, and it's seen a totally people
0: yep i i absolutely yeah. agree i i mean i've learned about logic logical arguments uh, logical argument structure uh, on twitter uh-huh. just from chatting with people i didn't know i was just a fucking mental case
2: right and, and <laughs> right.
0: um no it, absolutely i i've met really incredible people on there and I think it's great, and I'm not going away, but I do take breaks. Mm-hmm.
1: And... Yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel about liquor too. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you saying? Oh no,
0: no, I wasn't. I just,
1: I don't. That was it. Well, that was that was good, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I I think it's and I think it's kind of cool too now because, um, you know, having been having been on these things for a little while and you you get to know people. Like I don't know when you and I started following each other, but it's been a couple of years at least, you know. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, you go through these times where I've noticed this where there's certain people that um, you know you talk to them all the time and then maybe just you kind of drift away and you still see them there and they see your tweets and you see theirs, but they don't really interact with each other, but something, you know, like you see something else and you start talking again for a little while. And it's very organic in that way. Yeah.
0: You're, you're kind of viewing someone as they flow and move on to from something perhaps brought you two together. Like you, mm-hmm. let's just use paleo as an example. You right. follow paleo foodies or something and, and that right. just gets you into a conversation and maybe there's a few weeks or months where you're interacting with someone, but then maybe they move on to something else, their pre existing core interest and you're like, mm-hmm. Oh shit, like fucking tattoos? God damn. Like <laughs> that's it. I'm done. As soon as someone some I I don't know, I have a I hate tattoos. I hate them. Wow. And, and I will like follow, I mean unfollow block to hell. I just want anyone who mentions their tattoo. I don't know what my thing is,
1: but Well well yeah. I think Jung would have some interesting things to say about that too, Brian. So that I'm gonna you know, once you've read Jung, I'm gonna ask you again about your tattoo next <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> episode.
0: Yeah, I've, I've never gotten any ink, as they say, you know. And you can't even call it a tattoo; you have to say your ink, or your are this, or
1: your piece, your back piece, your are that. Everything has these terms.
0: Yeah. And I've it's... always
1: heard that they that that uh, that people didn't like it when you ask them about their ink if they're tattoos. okay. That's
0: the other thing; they'll talk out their yeah. ass about it, but you can't ask them <laughs> because you're not in their club. You don't even know the right words. You don't even know the right uh, how do they, how do they call it like, um. You don't know the, uh, it's not the dialogue, it's the discourse conventions of
1: tattoo talk.
0: Like, there's probably some rules in place.
1: The discourse conventions, that sounds very postmodern and terrible.
0: (laughs) Well, there are discourse conventions. I mean, it's a normalized way of speaking. Like, you know, there's... Terms in your field, if you're a scientist, and if you use only abbreviations in your speech, then no one in the regular audience would know what you were talking about. But if you were speaking mm-hmm. in front of a very specific audience, you can use all the abbreviations and all that, you know, interdialogue your your little secret words. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I would call nope. that the discourse conventions of gotcha. of speech. Okay. And if you try to talk to someone about their stupid. Sh- piece that they're showing.
1: <laughs> it's not allowed Yeah, I um I well, I don't I don't I think it's impossible to have stronger feelings or as strong feelings about the subject as you do. But oh my, no, yeah, uh, this is the out thing. Out
0: I, I I go to level 10 on the most inane shit. <laughs> that's my that's me at speed 1 is just going <laughs> stupid on the dumbest thing.
1: Well, you know, I um like- that that part of it I could I could kinda see that. Um I could see that uh what do you call it? I could I could imagine that as a possible uh situation. I um I don't think I go to level ten very often. Um but when I do go to level ten it is usually over something that other people would have apps like that would that, like you said, would qualify as the dumbest shit. Um, and pe- people have often sort of said that they, they they just don't see any warning behind it, like they just don't understand. Like, Matt, you're the most even killed guy in the world, and then and then I just you know, I'm
0: yeah, you, you don't know, have like out, but... you don't have the you don't have your like guard dogs personality out there like oh you're getting too close to the property line kind of thing yeah it's just like oh shit they're on the property
2: right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like you know right yeah i met like, like you
0: need some subtle sirens and maybe some uh lights out on the perimeter that's like warning warning
1: well you know sometimes i think i'm giving people warnings and then i realize that like no maybe i'm not like i you know um, or
0: maybe you're just drawing arbitrary lines in the sand and people are just stumbling across
1: right. them. <laughs> that's another, that's an unexplored possibility. That is, that's entirely true. Um, I I feel like a lot of my problems, so I'm, I'm an only child and I've, you know, I feel like I've been living in my own mythology oh, a lot.
0: Yeah. You probably don't even know boundaries then. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like, so I just, um, you so, know, I feel like I have shared conventions with my imaginary friends, you know, and then, like, I just.
0: Yeah, some movie. happy-go-lucky fellas just skipping along and crosses your line, <laughs> and boom, <Right. laughs> you know. Where the hell did that come
1: from? Yeah. Wow, this is uh, this has been an illuminating conversation. I'm already like <laughs> a lot of things we were talking about putting the past in order. I'm like, oh shit, you know, like uh, right. Uh, it it happens. Um. Yeah, the uh So I I think that's kind of another kind of fun thing about social media um is just sort of seeing I've always thought it was interesting to see as you kind of get to know somebody and then and I know you you've had the situation too where you've met people that you met on social media in real life um and I'm always kind of curious or even like just what we're doing now, which is like talking, you know, we, we've we had Twitter conversations and, and texts and so forth, but to actually sit down and have a conversation with somebody, um, I think it's funny where I'm always trying to kind of guess what, you, you know, you build up a picture of what somebody's like based on this like, you know, quarter inch sized avatar on your phone and like these things that they, these little Words they shoot out in 140 characters or less. Yeah,
0: to me it's no different than a novel where you are just, you are making that story in your mind, Mm -hmm. you know, and then accept there's a real person behind the novel, you know. Right. And, yeah, then you meet them and it's, it can be difficult, you know, if they they don't meet your expectations of the you know what they say, like, uh, what does everyone say when they go to see the movie of the book that they love? Well, yeah. The book was better. Well, that's because right. you made it in your mind. Of course it's better.
1: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, of course, was, the book was better because you were the director. And Absolutely. So you made every, every framing and every camera decision in your head without realizing it. Yeah, that's a really, I like that analogy, actually.
0: I met some, uh, so, when This uh, last year, I went to the uh, AHS, uh, Ancestral Health Symposium in (laughs) Boulder, and um, I did it on a shoestring budget, and I actually raised money online, and I raised enough to go, but I stayed with Twitter friends there, people I'd never met in real life. I basically lived with these people for a week, two different different families, and Mm -hmm. um, only knowing, so the first family I went to, I only knew the wife. Uh Um, through Twitter (laughs) and and yet she has a husband and two kids and cats and you know chickens and all these things
1: that don't fit out into the tweets all the time yeah yeah
0: Um, and I like lived with them for I think three days or something and it was just so fantastic it was so great and they were just they were so nice and it was it was really fantastic and then I stayed with another family where I only knew the husband I know know the wife, and they have two small children, and a dog, and this and that, and you know, I stayed with them for a couple of nights, and I'm like, man, this is again, this is just absolutely fantastic. It, it was so great to, you know, for one that they let me into their lives, and then two that I don't know, it just felt like, well, shit, this world does make sense, you know, I I don't know, it, right? Just staying with the families was um, as rewarding or fulfilling uh, or whatever as going to the conference itself. Mhm. So, I know um I I've I've met a I met a gal once who um plays World of Warcraft mm-hmm. like it's her life and she took a year off of work and traveled the United States to meet all the people in real life that she knows on World of Warcraft.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: And she 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 glows about it when she tells the story. She said it was the best, like the best time of her life, was doing that. Yeah, yeah.
1: That that sounds like a book idea. There, you know. It's either
0: <laughs> that. I mean, it's either that or you're delimbed and in a garbage can, you know, in a dumpster. <laughs> right. And there's no book. <laughs> right. Some detective is writing a little blurb,
1: uh, but <laughs> that's it. Well, maybe you're not the one writing the book. Maybe the true crime writer comes, comes by. Long and later and
0: like, finds it's an interesting story, yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> right. Either way. You Apparently,
0: know. this gal's 2,500 miles from
1: home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows why. Oh,
1: my God. Yeah. Um, well, but you know what? I mean, yeah, there's risks and all that stuff, but I, I'm not really sure that they're any worse than what you meet from people. In day-to-day life, I mean, I've met people that I thought were okay, and then once you get to know them, you're like, this person's a sociopath, and I don't want them involved in my life or whatever. Yeah, having Based met- on whatever socially yeah. acceptable information they're presenting to you when you meet them.
0: Yeah, and for me, I would have no perspective, because I don't know what happens on World of Warcraft, or how long you know people, or what it is you talk about. So I have no idea how well she knew these people, but apparently she must have known them really well because it met and or exceeded her expectations. So, yeah, I guess that's kind of like being in the ancestral health society that I'm a huge fan of is that whenever mm-hmm. I meet people there, it, it really feels very tribal. Um, right. Yeah. Really, really
1: great. Well, and I feel like that, that sort of tribal ethos is sort of baked right into that in, in a way. I mean, that's kind of the, yeah, they got that's a little a edge there goal. where they're yeah. literally
0: studying,
1: <laughs> that, you know, right? <laughs>
0: evolutionary uh, group culture health, you know, all of society. So right, right,
1: yeah. So that, that's that's pretty cool. Um, I uh, you know I I kind of I, and I'm sure this is kind of how like I, I think we were talking the other day. We're not really sure how we started following each other, but I'm pretty sure it was on the periphery of some of that um, same kind of thinking. I've never really been as fully involved in that, like, community aspect of it or even really, like, you know buying all of the, the sort of details or doctrinal a- avenues, as I would say. <laughs> yeah, but, okay. and, but
0: that's good because maybe that's why we're still friends online. Whereas <laughs> a lot of people I met just through paleo, you know, or AHS or whatever, they're, uh-huh. they either closed the door on me or I slammed it on them. And then even there was a few people I was quite fond of who just seemed to have disappeared from my life. Um, I've even reached out this, at the end of this past year I just sat down on a computer and I wrote some emails to people I remembered from the past and that uh, I wonder what happened to them or whatever. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: none of them wrote me back. So, Really? Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, People are strange like that, you know.
0: (laughs) They could have caught me in a moment maybe where I was really bad and then Mm. that just becomes you because that's your social media profile, you know. Right, or right, maybe they just right. think I'm a boring turd, which is <laughs> and that's completely acceptable.
1: Well, you know, it's like you, you can't really, you can't really like control what, Um, and I, this is the thing that I, you know, catch myself trying to do all the time is control other people's perceptions of me. Um, and it's just, it's a dead end. There's like, there's very little you can actually do about it. I mean, you can certainly influence it. And yeah. You, can
0: you know, they say blame the works. messenger if the message isn't received. So you're the messenger of yourself, you know, of your own story. So it's tough. It's not easy. You know? Yeah. It's like, but I that... don't know. I had this like um, comedic, uh, this like compelling comedic um, need like mm-hmm. um i want everyone to basically adore me and yet <laughs> and yet uh be awful about it so you'd have to imagine like some angry comic you know kind of mentality that, that's kind of uh-huh. how, I, how i operate so what's nice is that i use that as a filter like I'm angry blah 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 I fucking hate <laughs> everything Black 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 and death And we're all dead And then seven people Start talking to you You're like oh yeah. shit this is great I have a pre-selected That's not an audience But just it's like A great way to gather friends yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we'll we'll see, we'll we'll see how the long term efficacy. Of, yeah, uh, who wants to guy burn guy it all down? Work. And
0: then some people raise their hands, and you're like, "All right, I'll talk to you
1: five Yeah, the rest of you right. go to hell. Oh, this will be my tribe. Yeah, yeah. All the people united in our, you know, nihilistic. uh And then you find <laughs> out that
0: some of them actually want to do that. <laughs> you're like, <Right>. no, <laughs> "Shit, <laughs> no, is that what I meant?" Right.
1: I was, I was jo- It was a joke, guys. I was joking.
0: Just just having fun.
1: <laughs> so.
0: I, I did want to establish some rules if we make a podcast out of this. Okay. One, never say, I just tweeted that today. Or, <laughs> yeah, did you see my Instagram today? I just sent that picture out or. So we're allowed to talk about social media, its effect on our lives, the structure of it, because it is huge and impactful and wonderful and awful and, and all that. Oh, but yeah. we're not allowed mm-hmm. to say, I just tweeted that today. Okay. We're not... uh, I, I, <laughs> I think hear I hear that follow. That is like my, oh, I pull my earbuds out whenever I hear that on a podcast.
1: And it was a picture of his fucking tattoo.
0: See, then burn it down. uh
1: any other rules that we need to uh keep Uh, in mind here
0: well let's see i'll have to write some legislation about governing of speech (laughs) and then you must abide or go to podcast prison
1: oh my god no i
0: think uh that was the only one on the top of my mind um also show intros you never say um you got to, you got to, uh, what's, what's the one they always say? Oh shit. There's this intro that every podcaster says like, um, and now to the show or, or something like that. I I don't remember the oh, specific one, yeah. but you got to yeah. watch out for those. It's just these simple tropes, you know, or whatever that we get, we fall into. We run out of words because we get locked into everything we've heard I and mean, we, we forget we can make up new goddamn sentences. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, we have the most complex uh, Structure in the universe Devoted at least partially To rearranging our language Structures and yet That's a lot of work so well,
2: Yeah <laughs>
0: it's a trap and then you, so you just Do the easy thing well I'll just follow yeah. The path why the hell do I want to blaze a trail
1: Yeah And I I'm mean, not
0: that it's... creative so You know that's the, the default
1: Right Right um well, you know, there's there's uh there's the big 5 personality model creeping up again.
0: Yeah, I don't know anything about that. I'll find out. Uh,
1: yeah, you will find out. Yeah, that's your that's your homework. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: so that's that's a good takeaway. We're we're going to get homework. I'm going to read Jung and um I haven't come up with anything for you yet, so you're allowed to self-explore.
1: So I'm still I'm still in a that's in not a perverted, state.
0: but whatever. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, um, I will probably try to keep that sort of content out of it um, for now so we can we can edit any. Uh, if I start talking about myself self-explorations, uh, just, you know.
0: I'll be the judge of that.
1: Go ahead and <laughs> say anything. Hey, I have you recorded saying, uh, you know, if there's any dangerous uh, stuff out here. Right, can... right, right.
0: <laughs> you, you do have an out, power. and I'll stand by that. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs>